I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The Deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So I've never really started the show this way, but what does Hub Arkush think? This is the Rich Eisen Show. <laughs> I just think that, that the way he's carried himself is inappropriate. Rich Eisen. I think he's a bad guy. Come on, man. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. I think they should take him off the panel. They should take him off the panel and they should replace him. Earlier on the show, co-host of Peacock's Brother from Another, Michael Smith, Sunday Night Football Analyst, Chris Collinsworth. Still to come. Executive producer of Sunday Night Football, Fred Godelli. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Hour number three of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. Um, hold on to your seats, everybody, uh, uh, because uh, Warren Sapp said he wanted to call in, and he's going to call in in about 20 minutes' time with all the Antonio Brown drama. Uh, he, he will not. He will not countenance any drama taking the Bucks down from winning another championship. So it's Thursday. It's sap no fishing. Uh, I, he, who knows? He could be fishing. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But just pray for my uh, for the show, my career, and my love for him. Okay. You got it. Um, <laughs> don't make him angry. Hour number two. We had Chris Collinsworth on. Albert Breer was on uh, as well, talking ball with them. Michael Smith, a brother from another, whose show follows us uh, every day here on NBC Sports on Peacock. Brother from another, uh, he was on as well. If you missed anything, go to our YouTube page, youtube.com slash Rich Eisen Show. I've seen so many uh, testimonials and tributes to John Madden, um, and I saw many from uh, from this man as well, and I said, you know what, let's get some of them on this show right here. Um, and I've known him forever and a day. We were at ESPN together as well. Uh, he is in the midst Right now, of let me get this correct, his 32nd season is the lead producer for an NFL primetime game and his 16th season producing Sunday Night Football for NBC. He is executive producer of said broadcast, Fred Gadelli, here on the Rich Eisen Show. How are you doing, Fred? I'm doing great, Rich. How are you? I'm doing, uh, I'm doing very well. Thank you for asking. Um, uh, let's just jump into it with both feet here. You're, you're, I'm sure you're asked this all the time. Uh, give me your favorite John Madden story. Is it the first time you met him? Is it during any of the times that he and Al were calling the games? Is it before you'd ever uh, had him on, on NBC if you'd known him? I'll give you the floor on that. Well, I, I didn't meet John uh, until he came to Monday Night Football. And that that first time we met always stands out to me because uh, – you know, it was classic Madden. We're at a steakhouse. Uh, he picked me up at a hotel. We're at a steakhouse, and we're trying to make small talk. We're trying to break the ice, and it's really not It's not really going anywhere. And then finally he grabs the salt and pepper shaker, and he slams down the salt shaker, and he said, this is John Lynch. 
and he slammed down the pepper shaker. And he goes, and this is Dwight Smith, who was opposite John Lynch as a safety back in the heyday of the Bucks. He said, okay, now they're going to run a tight end up the scene. The middle linebacker is going to carry him up to the safety. You know, and then he wanted me to tell him the replay sequence and what I was going to see and how it was going to be framed and all those different things. And we then spent the next he's just watching tape after tape after tape and having great conversations about football and football coverage and things of that nature. So that's the one that, you know, always stands out to me, other than when he got, um, you know, elected into the Hall of Fame mm. uh, when we're in the officials' locker room or the Steelers' locker room at Ford Field. He said he was told he'd be, told, he'd be called by 1 p.m. if he was elected to the Hall of Fame. It was now 2-something in the afternoon. Uh, had not received the call, but we were in the bowels of Ford Field, and no one really had cell service. So his agent kept walking out, Sandy Montag, and no calls. And then we hang up with Cower, and I just turn on the TV, and there you are. Mm. And literally, as the TV comes on, you're saying, and now the class of 2006, and I look at John because I have the remote, and I say, what do you want me to do? And he said, just leave it. And you said Troy Aikman, Harry Carson, John Madden. And when you said John Madden, our room exploded. And if you saw the documentary, you know, you saw the picture that his son Mike snapped of John and myself and Drew Essenkoff, our director, in like, you know, a man hug. And that, that's, that's my favorite moment because I know how much it meant for him, but there's about 100 favorite moments, Rich. Fred, I, I, I got to be honest with you. I'm getting emotional hearing this because I didn't know and just till right now that I'd literally informed John Madden he was in the Hall of Fame because I, oh, I, 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 assumed, I assumed the information I was dispensing that day that the phone call had already been given to him. Are, are you serious? That actually happened? Rich, really? here's the crazy part. Like, I couldn't have queued you up any tighter than queued up. <laughs> well, you're a producer. I on, Extraordinary. I click on the TV, literally, and you say, and now the Hall of Fame class of 2006. Oh, my God. And I looked at John. I'm like, what do you want me to do? And he said, just leave it. And, uh, you know, and there you, and there you went. <laughs> wow. I That's didn't know that. Found out. Yeah, I mean, I got to tell you, and I've said this before, you know, in terms of joyous moments you're part of in your life, obviously the birth of my daughter will always be number one, yes. but that one's number two because I know how much that meant to him, and it was bedlam in that locker room. And that locker room, again, you're referring to, that was Super Bowl Forty, right? Correct. Um, yeah, yeah. Steelers and, and, and Seahawks. Seahawks, right. Right. And uh, that was right before Al got traded for Oswald the Rabbit, if I'm not mistaken, right? Uh, 24 hours later, or maybe 48 hours later, the trade was consummated. I think it was agreed, I think it was agreed to 24 hours later, but then 48 hours later, uh, they, they made the deal. I remember all of that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my gosh. So back to Fred Gadelli, uh, executive producer of Sunday Night Football here on the Rich Eisen Show. Back to what you, you were just talking before about your first time with Madden. So he's already signed up. ESPN, uh, I mean, ABC had already gotten him for Monday Night Football, and you're meeting him, and he's kicking the tires on you there with, with salt and pepper shakers? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Fred? Oh, yeah. And then we, then we started watching film, and we're talking through all kinds of defenses because, you know, back then Tampa Bay had the number one defense in football. They were playing that Tampa 2 style of defense, and 
you know, the Rams probably had the best offense and we're going through the Rams offense and we're going through plays and he's basically telling me, okay, now what am I going to see here when this play happens? Take me through your sequence. Tell me how the shot's framed. Am I going to see the safety in the shot? I mean, you know, very specific things, which, you know, I mean, I, I just found, you know, I mean, I found unbelievably incredible that he was into that kind of detail but then at, once I got to work with him, it wasn't a surprise any longer. I mean, he just was a stickler for the details, and, you know, that's what made him great. And that's what made him, you know, great for all of us because he really – he polished us up. I mean, he really did. I mean, we were, you know, decent, good, and then he made us better. Well, I mean, I've told you this before too, Fred, off the air. I might as well say it here on the air is you and Drew Esikoff and the NBC crew um, – you never miss a replay when there's a, when there's a moment on the field or a, a penalty or something happened. Like, you will find the shot. The shot is there. And I'm always wondering, was that really a penalty? Was it not? And it's boom, it's right there. And that's the phrase that obviously Madden would have used. And we know how Madden telestrates on the screen and how that changed everything. But how did he change you as a producer with, with the stuff that he was telling you? Like, is is that what I just mentioned part of that, or you already had something like that ingrained in you? No, I mean, I think, you know, he really, uh, in terms of preparation, he really refined, you know, Drew and my, and the whole team's preparation. You know, I remember on game day when the teams would come out to warm up, you know, I might step out of the truck. I might, well, there wasn't, you know, I might have a phone conversation, check my phone. But when the teams were on the field for warm-ups, I mean, he was all over it. And he'd say, hey, look at this or look at that. Hey, look what they're doing right here. And all of a sudden, we started getting, like, really good content for the show just from warm-ups. And maybe some of that content wasn't visual, but it was preparation and it alerted us to what we were going to do. And, you know, just want, you know, you're watching Coach's Tape with a Hall of Fame coach. You know, he's pointing out things that I would never know you know, on my own. And, you know, the one other saying that he had that is seared in my brain forever, uh, and I think every producer has made this mistake, including myself many times, is that you can't format a live event. And what he meant was, hey, you might have all these nice elements and cool stories coming into the game, but if the game doesn't take you there, then you shouldn't go there. And... Uh, it sounds simple, and it really is simple, but it's violated way too much. And like I said, I would be, you know, a chief violator of that rule much more before, you know, I started working with John. But, you know, he was all over that. I mean, he really understood TV, you know, almost as well as he understood football. I mean, he totally got it. He totally understood why it worked and when it worked and mm. when it didn't and why it didn't and all those different things. And, you know, and with all that, Rich, it was all done with the most amount of fun any human being could ever have. <laughs> I so bet. That's what, I bet, that's right? That's what was the best part about it. It didn't feel like like you were inspired by it. You were invigorated by it. You had a great time doing it. It never felt like, oh, my God, I'm in this intense class and i got to get an A. It, it never felt like that. It felt like, wow, I'm learning this from a Hall of Fame coach and I'm having the best time of my life. Fred Goodelli here uh, on the Rich Eisen Show. I've got a few minutes left with you here, Fred. So I, I do want to go down a little bit of memory lane. You know, we, we first met way back in the day in the late 90s at ESPN. I arrived there in 96, and you started producing the ESPY Awards in 97. 
um, uh, uh, an, uh, another individual who passed away in recent months, Norm McDonald. I want to ask you about his famed hosting, and <laughs> you're laughing already. Uh, um, it was almost one and done for me. <laughs> <laughs> right? I mean, what? Oh yeah. What was what was the reaction when his uh, his uh, his monologue was was going through there. Was that was that something for you? What, Fred? Give me something. Well, you, you know, the monologue. I I personally did not have a problem with the monologue. It was some of the things afterward that I had a problem with. I mean, obviously there was the OJ joke. Yes. Uh, and you know, I think it was you know the reaction shots that you know the reaction shots of Ken Griffey, the reaction shots of. Charles Woodson, you know, when he's making these jokes. And I quickly found out that uh, the people that have the least amount of humor or a sense of humor about themselves are, are professional athletes. Yes! Uh, they, they don't really have a great sense of humor about themselves. But, uh, yeah, so the, mo- the monologue I didn't really have an t- issue with, but the insult directed at Elway. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, that, that was... You know, but wasn't that was that was, was Farrell? Wasn't that Will Farrell as as uh, Harry Carey? Harry Carey, right? And I remember, you know, John Walsh and I. Oh yeah. Took that out of the script. I was like, hey, you can't do this. You know, this. You know, this guy's. You know, this guy's a hero. You know, he's an American hero. He's John Elway, and you know, of course, as you know, Rich, he hands him one open mic, and you're at their mercy. And you know, Will Farrell went and did what he wanted to do, but. Yeah, I remember after the show, uh, your old boss and my old boss, Steve Bornstein, came up to me, congratulated me, and then said, if you ever insult our guests again, you'll never do this again. Is that what he said? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what he said. But he gave you a good job first, though, because it was a heck of a a good show. I got the good job first, yes. So the the O.J. line was in the script? That was scripted? The O.J. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Walsh and I, you know, uh, John Walsh is the editorial editor of ESPN, and really the editorial conscience of ESPN, as Rich knows. Yes. Uh, And, you know, we were really going through the script, and, we, you know, no one was being compared to O.J. It was... You know, it was just a joke about OJ, so we didn't feel like it crossed the line. Uh, and again, I think it was just exacerbated by the reaction shots of, of really Ken Griffey Jr., uh, maybe even more so than Woodson. But <laughs> yeah, the OJ joke was in. Well, I remember, I remember that night big time, man. I was in the audience. Stuart and I had yet to do the pre-show stuff. I think there was still Dan and Keith doing the pre espy stuff in the uh yeah might have been as as dan as i think keith was referring to like the old muppet men in the uh you know in the balcony you know of radio city uh i remember that night you got any other espy memory that leaps out to you from back in the day now that i mean this is because again when you were doing it i mean it was it's like what is espn attempting what are they doing now it's you know normal. Now it's part of yeah, life. But, but you and well, Warren Matt, whose name should be mentioned in this conversation right now, obviously. Well, let's, just, but, let's just say this: I warmed the chair for Maura Matt because what Maura did with the SBs uh, was far beyond what I was ever going to do with them, and it, it was the perfect show for her. And she, cre- you know, the success of the SBs are really—I hate to say—it's never really about one person, hmm. but it's hard to say it's not all about Maura. I mean, and what she did and her, you know indomitable will and getting these, you know, superstar athletes and superstar celebrities to, 
not only come, but to embrace it. You know, I mean, you know, in the beginning, it was hard to get, you know, a lot of the athletes to show up. Big it was time. hard to get A-list celebrities. You know, Morris last show, it was, it was star-studded. And it was that way for probably the last 10 of Morris shows. So um, she was the real, you know, she was the real engine behind that. Uh, well, two favorite stories. One, you know, growing up, you know, I, I'm a little bit older than you. And so, you know, in my in my room when I was a kid and, and, and in college, hung the Farrah Fawcett poster. And, of course, Farrah Fawcett's going to present. And now I've got to go over her lines with her. And I'm like, I cannot believe this is happening, man. I am sitting with four Farrah Fawcett, and I am going over her lines. And it was like, you know, look, as you, I've met, you know, pretty much every athlete there is to me. Uh, but that was like an unbelievable moment. And then in the same show, Steven Seagal was presenting an award and he forgot his tux on his private jet and the jet went back to LA. So Morris says, Hey, we'll just make you a tux right here at the MGM grand. He goes, no, I, if I can't wear my tux, I'm not wearing a tux. And he had on like, um, get on like a rawhide shirt with like fringe off the sleeves. Like he just come off a movie set where he was playing, you know, a native American and I'm like, you can't go out there like this. And he's like, yeah, this is what I'm doing. Uh, <laughs> so I said to more, I said, okay, here's the deal. Tell the stage manager, just preset him. And I'll tell chip Dean, yeah. the director, shoot him from like chest up, but don't let anybody see what he's wearing. <laughs> But uh, that was all in the same show, Rich. Uh, oh, there's, my there's a million God. of those. <laughs> Unbelievable. Fred Gadelli here on the Rich Eisen Show. Before I let you go, Fred, uh, clearly you've been there. You've done that. How does one produce a broadcast where both teams kneel it 90 times because a tie gets them both in? What, what happens on Sunday night football in Las Vegas, Nevada? You ready for that one? 90 uh, kneel downs? I don't think that- I think the odds of that happening are <laughs> infinitesimal if, or, or to non-existent. Uh, that's just, I mean, that, that's just not going to happen. I mean, it believe it or not, believe happen. it or not, I actually used real estate with Brandon Staley on this show two days ago to ask him if the Steelers win and the Jaguars somehow pull off the upset of the Colts, is he at least aware that both the Raiders and Chargers get in if they tie together? And how, how do the mechanics of that actually work? And I apologize to him in the windup of asking him that question, but that's what everybody's talking about right now. Like it can would you never happen. What that would, can you would, I know. Al, Al, and Chris would. I had Chris on last hour. Chris said he would. He would eviscerate. Like he didn't use that word, but I could sense it. Like within two seconds, if the first snap is Herbert taking a knee, you know. It would. It would hard to imagine a bigger black eye right? for any professional league or any any league, even even a Pop Warner league than two teams uh, alternating taking knees for uh, three downs. Right, but I mean, would you would you use what the steady after a while? You get the steady cam out there, you know, because there's not going to move the around. The whole game would know? be covered from sky cam. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. exactly you right. Take it right to the side, and hey, here comes you know here's the right. But we did. Down of the evening. But we did talk with Chris about like what if the game just because of it, the way it works that it does go to overtime, and the first team kicks a field goal. The next team kicks a field goal, and there's a minute and a half to go. Like, do you – like, he, he, Chris even said, like, one guy – like, one team takes a knee because a tie gets them in, and if the other team fires off a timeout, then you know they're not, they're not in. You know, right. like, that, that could act – that could happen. 
right? Yeah, and like, you could almost understand that at that point. Of course, if right. You played, you know, if you're now in your, you know, 69th minute of football, right? and all you have to do is tie this game to get in, you can understand that, and I could probably support that. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, it's so wild. Yeah. I'd be fine with that, Rich, if that happened. I'd be totally fine with that, mm. and that means we probably had a great rating because we're in overtime. That's right. Or <laughs> Way to go. Fred, thanks for the time, man. Happy New Anytime, Year to you and yours. I really appreciate uh, it. You take care. Thank you. Always love it. Take care, thanks, man. Thanks, brother. That's Fred Goodelli right here at SNFNBC on Twitter to follow him at SNF on NBC to follow the game, which, by the way, is coming your way on NBC and Peacock this Sunday night. Yes, Herbert and Derek Carr. They're not even going to wear knee pads. They're not taking knees, folks. No helmets. Just walk out. Well, on the just, like that? just like that? Just walk <laughs> out. Shake hands. Kneel. <laughs> yeah, right. Sunday, 7 Eastern, NBC and Peacock. Let's take a break. Oh, yeah. Number 99 in your program, number one in your heart, Let's said he go. wants in. Let's do it. Warren Sapp, Pro Football Hall of Famer, when we come back. And more of your phone calls, 844-204-RICH. Number to Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, 844-204-RICH, number to dial. This man, uh, he texted me good morning. And when he does that, it means he wants to talk. Good morning. Um, and so uh, he wants to talk. And I like talking to him. Sue me. He's number 99 <laughs> in the program, number one in our hearts. He's Pro Football Hall of Famer and one of the greatest bucks of all time, Warren Sapp. How are you? Good morning, sir. <laughs> okay, so you what? Got, you what, got the best stories. I, you know what, man? I've I've been lucky. I've been lucky. You know, how did you find out you were in the hall? Did you? Who called you when you got in the? Got that call from the no, hall? No, you you remember? I was the year right before we turned it into the big knock on the door and all of that. Okay, yeah, right. So and, and okay. Weinberger and Weinberger was begging me to take a camera with me because we were down in New Orleans, remember? Okay. And so what happened? And I and I and I told Weinberger, I said, You're crazy. 
I said, because if they don't call my name, right. somebody's dying in that room, and I don't want it to be the cameraman or you know somebody had this old footage. You right, know? right. So, right. So, so, I tur- so I turned down the camera, and me and my boys, we walked down and went to Two Sisters because I had cut a deal with the dude uh, during the week that he said he was going to get me some crawfish. So we went down and got a, a hand grenade, came back to Two Sisters, ate crawfish, then came went back to my hotel room. And who called you? Was it Joe Horgan? I was watching it on NFL Network, watching Rod Woodson and the whole little panel y'all had up there. They were talking, and and then the um, president of the uh, Hall of Fame, the brother, uh, did the announcement. Oh, okay. Yeah, his name escapes me right now. Okay. Yeah, escapes Uh, me too. Okay. I can see his face and his little No, 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 I know. I remember him too. Yeah, okay. And his little little teeny-weeny afro, you know, I, I, I... Right now, the one before David Baker. You know, I remember. Yes, 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 yes. So, uh, okay, and that's how you found out you were in the hall. And who was who was in your class again? Because that's the thing about it too. I love it because I I do remember that that class with Madden and and Troy Aikman and Harry Carson and the three of them. Because me and uh, uh, the Raiders went to the Hall of. We was at the Hall of Fame game. Right. Yeah, I was with the Raiders, and we went to the Hall of Fame game when Madden got in. Yeah, that's right. Oh, that's right. Okay, so you were there for that one. Who went in the hall yeah. with you? Who went in the hall with you? Who's in your class? Larry right? Allen, Chris Carter, Jonathan Ogden, oh. Bill Parcells. Uh, what was Parcells like that week? You must have been hanging oh, out with Bill. That was oh incredible. My God. The best. All right, which we walk in Monday, yeah. and Dave Robinson and Chris Carter. Uh, that's the it's, it's seven of us. Mm-hmm. So uh, we walk in Monday, and Bill Parcells, the big tuna, stands up in this room and says, first of all, my name is Dwayne William Parcells. I almost fell <laughs> over. <laughs> I almost fell over in my chair. So now it's Friday night, and he's about to walk across the stage and get his jacket. I wish I leaned over because it's just him, Dave Robinson, and me left. So I, so I, so I leaned over and whispered in his ear. I said, "Can I call you Dewey?" <laughs> <laughs> what would he say? He looked over his shoulder, looked back, and said, "Only you, Sal. <laughs> Only you. Only you. Only you. Yeah. Only you." <laughs> Man. And I remember, I remember Chris William Carter's Parker. speech. Chris Carter's speech was great, like telling everyone to stand up, and then he'd go, "Sit down, Mama. Oh, You're in the Hall of Fame." Show. He I closed rem- the show. I remember that. That was a great speech. No, oh, he closed the show. He right. closed the show for. Me. I remember yeah. that. Um, and and I also, well, I remember this too. Like a couple of years later, for at Ed Reed's uh, party, you guys were there, Brockman and TJ, oh, yeah. and we saw Jonathan Ogden. Yeah, he is the largest human being I've ever seen, ever, yeah. anywhere. Oh my yeah. God! Did you ever have to go he against him? No, you were the. Pace, he makes Orlando Pace look like an average size guy. That's true. That's true. You didn't oh, yeah. have to. You didn't have to go against Jo, right? Because he was outside. Were you ever? Of course outside? I did. Okay, so of course. Did. Oh, little, little dirt, little dirtbag uh, held me nice and good one time when <laughs> God bless his soul. At McNair, at McNair was at quarterback, and me and Burgess was coming at him good that day, and he he yanked my jersey, and I look back at him, I say. Nice one. He was like, oh, the old vet move. I said, don't worry about it. I got you. You got me. You got me. Uh-huh. Got me. A nasty hole. But then I got him later on in the game. And he, he, We was going through our interview process, and he was like, I don't think I ever got beat by uh, anybody. I said, excuse me, Johnson. 
and then I showed him a picture of it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. I, I like said, nah, it. I remember that one. He was like, oh, yeah, he did get me that time. All I was right. like, yeah. And last one for you, Sap, on, on this whole uh, line of line of talk. Um, was was Deacon Jones alive or had he had already passed when you got in? No, alive. He was. So so then alive. you walk in, again, for the hall, for folks who may not know, the Hall of Fame. No, no, no. Uh. 2013, he was not alive. No. Oh, okay. But you knew no. him, obviously, because he he, cause oh, he, yeah, cause he yeah, ran the room. Time. He ran the room of what Ray oh. Nitschke would always have a luncheon. No, he, the longtime Packer. He would be. He would. He would. He would hold what was called the Nitschke luncheon, which is a oh. which is where the Pro Football Hall of Fame incoming class they were once they they became rookies again because you're a rookie for the <laughs> for the hall, and a you silent would, rookie too. Right, and and the whole room would tell you the responsibilities of being a Hall of Famer and welcome you, but also kind of haze you a little bit. And then Deacon took that over. So who was doing that? Was it Willie Lanier who was doing it? Willie when Lanier okay. took it over. Yeah, right. Who's, yeah. who's going to take it over? Who, 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 who should take that one over? What do you think, one it day? Will not, it, will not, it will not be one man because cause Michael Irvin is going to do his thing, of course. <laughs> and then we got... And we got the preacher Ray Lewis. We got to give him a time limit because you know he gonna, you know he gonna put his down. And then whenever you got Ronnie Lott or one of them old school dudes right. in there, right? Come on, Mel Blunt and all Mel of them. Blunt. Come on, it, it, it ain't gonna be one. Joe Green's still there. Warren Sapp here on the Rich Eisen show. Okay, how's everything? Like a, you're like a kid. I'm like a kid in a candy store when I'm in there. Rich. Uh, it's amazing. That's, that's no, I, 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 I am too. When I go there, it's just it's so fun. It's so fun and just oh to see. God. You know, and oh and, and, the, and the Hall of Fame in, in Canton, Ohio, is a great place to visit too if you're ever in the area. So let's let's get right to it, Warren. Sapp. How are things in Tampa? How's everything in Tampa? <laughs> yeah, everything gonna be all right. Everything gonna be all right. You know what I'm saying? Because you know, Blue knows that the goat does reside in Tampa, correct? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And with you know Tom Brady, I mean, I was watching your Jets there on fourth and two. I say, I look at my old ass, baby. If they don't kick this ball and get up seven. <laughs> Tom is absolutely going to make a pay. <laughs> and, hey, man, the, the, the man is just an absolute – he's surgical with it. He doesn't miss. What did you think, though, uh, when A.B. left in the manner in which he did? My, my, my mouth hit the floor. Mm-hmm. I hit somebody with the team, and I got the greatest response I can ever get back. I guess we got an extra seat on the way home. <laughs> that was it, huh? Hey, hey, that, I guess we got an extra seat on the way home. That, 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 that's the word I got. So I say, here we go. Let's go play football because we're down 14 in the third quarter. Two, uh, three minutes left. We, we, I mean, he, look, he looked pretty healthy running off that thing. You know, I, I, that's what I was saying earlier before, Warren, is that, you know, Brady, from all his years at New England, where they could put those, like, velvet ropes around the clubhouse, you know, around the club there, and remove what normally would tear any other locker room apart or would, would just consume the team in one media cycle after another and take them out, um, where it would affect a win or a loss. He, he, he and the Patriots back in the day would build kings of that. So I'm not concerned about that, and same with, same with Arians. But I, I am concerned about the fact that Brown isn't there when Godwin's not now. Are you? Or what? Not right now. Not right now because the San Francisco will beat uh, the Rams this week, and okay. we'll, we'll finish out the Carolina Panthers with the young fellas and everything we got going because 
I mean, let's get in this tournament and let's go play. So when you're in a tournament, though, what do you think about that? Listen, when you're talking about the speed of Perriman and you saw what the young fella did Sunday, Mm -hmm. you just got to be in the right spot. Brady's going to put the ball there. And with the gloves they got on, I mean, they shouldn't be dropping the ball. I mean, come on. Let's, let's, let's play this thing. You ain't got to worry about getting hit anymore, Rich. <laughs> come on. I mean, I, mean, I told you they put an Audubon in the middle of the football field and put exits and off-ramps everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's not precious with yardage anymore. That's why they do all kind of crazy analytics and things because the, the game is so wide open. You're all right. So then let's let's walk through this then. Um, that Audubon's open for the, the the twelve and green, right? And he's playing out of his skull. And seventeen and green and twelve and green are one of the greatest quarterback receiver combinations in real time that we've seen. That's ever, it. Just one, right? That's it. Just one man. Well, I mean, you got thirty three. Like, you know, I got AJ like, Dillon on tomorrow's like show. I mean, there's there's Rich, more. There's, Rich, you're not... I like I like I like to think when we get to the playoffs, mm-hmm. they're not gonna let Matthew Stafford drop back and throw the ball to Cooper Cup all day long. They're not gonna allow you know the, the, your boy uh, Burroughs to drop back and throw it to Jamar Chase for two hundred sixty six yards. Somebody has got to come up with a scheme that says you're gonna have to throw it to your number two, number three guy. I I I have to I have to believe that this is going to happen in somebody's defensive meeting room when the playoffs get going because this ain't making no sense to me. Well, that's going to happen to Tampa too, right? I mean, wouldn't you make sure that Evans okay. is going to be blanketed? Okay, so then what? So you know? now, all right, all right. Now I got Mike, I got uh, Bray, I got uh, eighteen, I got fifteen, I got Johnson. Now, 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 tell me which one. Which, uh, now, these are household names. So, which one you gonna double? So, you gonna double Mike, right? Yeah, sure. Yeah. So now that's outside. That's why I want you outside the numbers, right? Because Brady, that, that ain't what Brady operates. And now I ain't even mentioned the, the Gronkster. I ain't even got nasty with you and got Gronk in here. The middle of the field is wide open, Rich. Tom Brady is going to get Bucks thirty points. I guarantee you this. You're gonna need thirty to beat us. What about the defense? How's Levante oh, David? Right, now, now, now you can put me in the hospital and I see you. See what I'm saying? You put me <laughs> on the respirator now. See, you know, gave me COVID or, or Rinthal and uh, Delta and everything now. See, I got a lot of problems with this. <laughs> I was watching my defense on Sunday, and I'm like, we ain't getting no pressure on the quarterback for right. the Jets. <laughs> Are you kidding me right now? <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, that kid's tough to put down, though. That that kid is – Did you see Joe Burrow with him running free – blitzers at him, hmm. he avoids them, and then throws for seven yards on one, gain four yards running, carrying somebody on another one. I'm like, boy, is this kid doing this on a, on a reconstructed knee and a bum on line? Oh, my God. He's good, isn't he? Yeah, he's good. Oh, my God. He's really good. Oh, my God. So he's I guess, lovely to watch. So then but let's... The Kansas, City Chiefs, the Kansas City Chiefs is ridiculous on defense, though. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, they've suddenly they've suddenly uh, turned it on, and you know, and now the Derrick Henry, the diminisher, as I like to call him, he's coming back, right? Oh. You know, and Belichick's back in the tournament. The Bills did make it. Looks like they're going to play a home game over in the NFC, though. You've got uh, the Packers who are playing out of their skulls. Kyler Murray's going to be in it too. Uh, what do you make of the Cowboys? What do you make of them, Warren? I don't know that, and that's always been a dilemma. When I saw that. Uh, Prescott with the championship hat on. I'm like, they ain't won nothing. 
I understand the division is the division, but I, 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 that's the worst thing you can do for the Dallas Cowboys. Crown something. How good is eleven? How good is he? Oh, right. Can we? Can we find? I, I love having a Swiss Army knife on the football field. Right. But I love to have me somebody that's a master at one thing. Because if you if this kid can rush like that and you rush him eighty percent of the time, mm-hmm. what would his numbers be? Off the charts. Off the chart. There's nobody that man. <sighs> and, and we might as well go full circle, Warren. Since this is, you know this is our la- latest conversation and one of our first involved Strahan sack record. Uh, do you think if uh, oh my god here we go again yeah what, what do you think what do you think do you think TJ if TJ Watt sends it down um, what, what and, and he gets an 18th week to do it even though he hasn't even played 16 weeks himself no what, it, what do it doesn't matter what do you think it doesn't matter okay so this it doesn't matter it ain't like it ain't like we changed him from baseball like 154 games to 162 that's a whole nother week you know what I'm saying of work well this is another week you know what I mean like technically it's one game not eight though. Well, I guess one game would be eight, the equivalent of eight in baseball, in a way. That's the way you know. That's how you that's how you look at it. Yeah, I mean, if you want to, but well, I mean, put an asterisk on both of them. You know how I feel. About <laughs> <it>. <laughs> you Listen, might not be fishing, but I was right there, and I finally got a bite, just like I did you 18 years know. ago. You already know. There's, there's no way. There's no way you gonna talk to me with a, with that with the I'm talking about putting an asterisk on on the white kid and not an asterisk on on the slide on Stray. You put an asterisk on, on Stray. On the slide. The slide. Oh, my God. <laughs> you do not get a sack down 16 points under two minutes in a football game. Show me another one. Show me another one. That's it. Just show me another sack when somebody's down 16 points and it's under two minutes in a football game. Do you show and Stray still talk? No, no, no. Show me, a pa- show me a pass attempt when somebody's down 16 points. And the clock is under two minutes. That's what you do. You stray in Favre at the hall. You guys talk about this, or no? We've never been that. Well, all three of us have never been in the in the same spot again. Come on. So you would have not. You, I have wouldn't not. even say would you bring it up. Of course you would. <laughs> of course you'd bring it up, wouldn't you? No, I wouldn't. No, it'll mm-hmm. ruin the moment. Okay. I give me a selfie first. <laughs> 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 no, I wouldn't, bring I wouldn't bring it up. I wouldn't bring it up. No, 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 no. No, I just, no just, Peter King did a big expose, what, 10 years later or something like that? I don't remember. But okay. Yeah, he did one. He did one because he called me and I, I should have called it, did one. I'm like, man, relax, man. All right, so last one for you. The team that does, it's, you're very confident about the Bucks repeating, so the team that concerns you the most. No, is, I didn't say anything about repeating. Uh, well, I, feel good about my, I feel good about my team going into the playoffs okay. because I got the one man that if anybody can get it done, he will get it done. Yes, he will. There's no doubt about uh, that. So, uh, So the team that concerns you the most is which then? Which one? Everyone else in the tournament. Which one? No one. Come no on. One. Come on. Which one? Listen, man, you telling me this Green Bay is, is just vibing. And, if you need yeah. 17 in motion across the middle of the field, wide the hell open, you, you deserve to be beat. And then you get Baker Mayfield go up in there and go throw four interceptions. I mean, good God almighty, man. Baker Mayfield had him on the ropes, and the only thing he got to do is make a, 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 a seven route to – Nduku or out route Nduku, but he can't throw either one of them with that little jerk with his back foot. What is that anyway? 
I've never seen a quarterback turn his foot like that to throw the ball. What is that about with Baker? Are you telling me with Baker had him on the ropes that Brady, Stafford, or any of these NFC teams that's going to be in the the, the the tournament can't go up there and get them? Come on, dog. Green Bay is not that. We watched them take the ball out of Aaron Rodgers, the MVP hand, because they had an analytics guy who's never won. Yeah. Well, that ain't happening life. again. That's not happening <laughs> oh, okay. again. No, That's no, no. Idea. Well, let's ride this thing up and let's see what happens because my quarterback threw four interceptions that day. Mm-hmm. And you still couldn't beat me. And we, and we, and who feared Green Bay? Not in Tampa Bay. I know better than that. Nah. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Happy New nope. Year, 99. Thanks for the Happy call, man. Happy New Year, my man. You take care. It's always good to talk to you. Always. Right back at you. It's Warren Sapp, everybody. The one and only. Yep. Warren Sapp. Does he have a point? What do you think? I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't think so. The fact that Baker it. almost got I mean, like, that. those are those are interesting points. Tyler Huntley had him on the ropes at home in their, in their house. Not 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 Green Bay. He's been in Baltimore's. I mean, I guess. Mm. But horseshoes and hand grenades—that's all that matters about getting close. I mean, look, you you right? got you know. got Brady. You got a shot. True that. That's his point. Always. Speaking of Brady, he spoke. Let's hear from him. Also, Baker Mayfield has spoken on Twitter, clapping back at media. Not named Colin Coward, I must say. Not. But that's coming up next right here on the Rich Eisen Show to wrap up this wild Thursday. <laughs> wild. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show. My friends at Mercedes-Benz Vans and Mercedes-Benz Sprinter Vans want to ask you, when was the last time you thought about your dream? It's a new year. It's a new opportunity for you to go live the van life. If you do have the opportunity to go visit a friend, visit family, or do something with friends and family, if you want to go uh, in any way, shape, or form on a recreational trip, go visit one of our beautiful national parks go and build a mountain cabin go and start your own business i'm literally talking about dream stuff because it's a premium ride the mercedes-benz sprinter that we're talking about you can expect innovative safety features like crosswind assist and blind spot assist there's an mbux voice command system i've been telling you about you can definitely expect amazing performance and reliability a five-star dealer network and there's a gas engine that's available to you if you want to choose it. So it runs like a dream, and you should run right to your Mercedes-Benz van dealership and get that Sprinter and tell them your dream sent you. (laughs) Tom Brady spoke about uh, today, um, and today's doing a heavy lift in that phrase, Mm. in that sentence. Uh, Let's hear what uh, TB12 had to say. 
You've had to deal with off-field distractions uh, your entire career, different things that have happened. I know. Can you believe that? <laughs> What's the best way of handling this? What kind of advice do you, do you give your teammates about, you know, just blocking out that noise? Yeah, I've had lots of different things um, over a period of time. So I think what you always got to think of is the, the, the work is ahead of us. And uh, the more you think about things that happened a year ago, five years ago, you know, it just takes away from what we're trying to do this week. So the best you can focus on, you know, the job you have to do, and I know what I have to do, you know, the, the team obviously counts on me to do a good job with what I'm doing. And, um, you know, the more I can focus on that, the better it is. So that's what I've tried to do this week. That's what I tried to do last week. I tried, tried to do the week before. Um, I owe that to my teammates, my coaches, my family. And I uh, just want to go, go out there and do a great job. Well, the opportunity that's no longer Antonio Brown's belongs to every other receiver that's healthy and active, and we all know they have healthy and active or active and hopefully as healthy as possible as the greatest receiver in the history of the franchise. He holds every single record. There's Evans, one of the greatest tight ends in the history of the NFL, and Gronk. There's Bright, there's O.J. Howard. Brashad Perriman's another one. Scotty Miller, who had that touchdown that went up top to shock the Packers right before halftime at the NFC Championship game last year. And then there's a story here. This story, this kid has got an opportunity sitting there right in front of him. He did not play football at LSU, but he's a track star. Yeah, you mean future Super Bowl MVP, Surreal Grayson? Yeah, how about that? <laughs> how awesome is his opportunity? Yeah, it's coming. And he's the one who caught the touchdown pass to beat the Jets. Yeah. And it's time, man. And not only is it time, it's TB12 time. Like, this is why Tom, Tom's saying, let's talk about what's in front of you. Don't talk about, you know, the shirt off and what's on the Twitter account and what's on the Instagram account and, you know, slights against uh, uh, trainers and things of that nature. That, that's gone. He's out. He's not coming back. Our coach is our coach. Our GM is our GM. Our owner is our owner. And our opportunity is right there in front of us. Who wants to be a defending Super Bowl champion to go back-to-back. Back. Who wants that? Anybody? Guess who knows how to do that? The last guy who did it at the quarterback position. Me. Tom mm. Brady. I did it. I'm the last one to do it. I want to do it a second time. Who wants to do it with me? How about you, Surreal Grayson? <laughs> yeah. So look alive. Get in that playbook. Yeah. Don't hear any of this outside nonsense. And it pains me to be so honest with you. It pains me that I call it nonsense, especially when I spent the first 20 minutes, first hour of the show talking about it. It is nonsense. It is nonsense. It's a shame that a Hall of Fame worthy on the stat sheet player can't stay employed in the NFL can't get out of his own head about money and maybe he's tight for it. Maybe that's why he's asking for his money back. I don't know. And I know that sounds like an insult. I hope it's I hope it's not the case because he's his days of being able to make millions appear to be suspended for the moment. I can't say that it's over. But one guy's got not one but two chances. And even in that one of those two chances, won a Super Bowl with Tom Brady. I'll just repeat it again. 
the Hall of Fame room that Warren Sapp, his bust resides in, and John Madden's bust resides in, every single one of those guys who's alive today, which current quarterback would you want to play with the most? Or which quarterback other than your own would you want to play with the most? Would say Tom Brady. And all future inhabitants of that room and players who want to get into that room and outside of their own quarterback, they're playing. Who would you want to play with? Tom Brady. Antonio Brown had that opportunity twice, and both opportunities are gone. And here's this kid, Cyril Grayson Jr. You go. Time is yours. Grab it. That's what Tom Brady's saying to everybody in that locker room, and I think eh, it's a solid message. And the messenger himself is... Yeah, uh, the messenger. Uh, he's, he's, he's pretty good. Yeah. He's good at the message. He's got that resume that backs it up. <laughs> oh, the stage is set. Can't wait. Gosh, I can't wait. Tomorrow's show, Von Miller and A.J. Dillon of the Rams and Packers, respectively. T.J.'s big-ass grab bag. Sneaky good games and more. We'll take you to Brother from another on Peacock on radio. We'll chat Friday. 